Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited. It is Father's Day, and you can see some chairs there, which indicates that we're going to have uh, some discussion um, today. But I just want to say this, that it does take a family to, to, uh, to raise a ch- to, It takes a village, somebody said, to raise you know, a family or to raise a child. And it's a whole team thing. It's, it's all of us together helping to make sure that our children are raised up in the way that they should go so that they don't depart when they get older. Uh, there's a, a scripture, Psalm 127, and it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they who labor, labor in vain. Isn't that a great scripture? And for the Lord to be building the house it has to be intentional, and that's what we're about right here. And unless the Lord guards the city, it says uh, beyond that, it says, um, unless the Lord watches over the city, those that, well, whatever the end of that is, okay, it's not going to come up. <laughs> the guards stand watch in vain. There we go. <laughs> so uh, it's all of us together doing that, and that's why church is so important. And what we do together is is very, very important. It's, this being Father's Day, I want to talk just briefly, and then I'm going to invite some uh, children of legendary fathers of the faith to come up, and then we're going to uh, have a have a discussion. But uh, legacy is a big word. And legacy is what you leave behind. Legacy are our children that we're raising up so that when we're long gone, there's somebody that we've imparted into that carries on uh, our faith. And that's, that's, that's a generational thing. And that's why our mission is to raise generations, not just to uh, me and my and what, what I can get out of church. It's the wrong question about what can I get out of it. It's about what am I leaving? What am I going to pass on? See, there are a lot of legends, and we look at legends, and there's memorial days for different legends that are, you know, did great things in this world. But I would never want my son, and we've, we've had one child, and, you know, our son Mitch is in America. I would never want him to see his dad as a legend that he couldn't live up to the legend. It's not about being a legend. Look at me and all the rest of it. It's about legacy. Legacy is not legend. Legacy is what I'm passing on, not trying to make my child live up to. And that's, that's uh, something that we have, to, we have to intentionally be after legacy, leaving something, imparting something into our children called faith. And when we've done that, it means they're not trying to live up to ours now. They're passing that on, and it continues to, to grow throughout the generations. Being Father's Day, I want to encourage the dads and everyone that's here in the house today to leave a legacy, to think in terms of legacy. If you're part of this church, then you'll, you'll tap into the mission here. Again, raising generations, reaching nations. When we raise generations, we automatically reach nations. Going to Jerusalem, Jesus said, in Judea, and Samaria, and the outer parts of the world simultaneously, not this, then that, then that. And it's about legacy, and it's about going and sowing the seeds and raising up these generations 
and the nations get blessed out of it. That's the mission uh, of City Church. So this morning, we're going to have a discussion, and I'd, I'd like to invite up Renette and Junior and Tim and Stacy to come on up here. Give them a hand clap. Hurry up, guys. These are the children of legendary fathers in the house. Uh, some are not in the house. Some have passed on, uh, and, um, but a couple of them are in the house. They're fathers that actually attend here. And I've asked these guys to come and share about dad and about particularly dad and, and, and faith and what dad passed on to inspire us all of us, not just dads, but certainly the dads here, to encourage the fathers that are here to be great fathers of faith. So we're just going to uh, go around first. Tell us about your dad. Just introduce yourself. This is Stacy. This is Junior, Tim, and Renette. Stacy, tell us about dad, and then we'll... Um, We'll look at a few things that make him a legend of the faith. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. So um, most of you probably do know my dad, Ian Brown, otherwise known as Brownie. Um, so he's been at this church for probably one of the longest serving um, members, and therefore um, I'm also one of the longest serving members uh, in the church as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, my name's Junior, Junior Killy. My dad's name is James Killy. Actually, my name is James, but... I'm the smallest junior of James. <laughs> but yeah, I'm from the Solomon Islands, and my dad is also from the Solomon Islands. Uh, my, dad, my dad was a great man, but uh, he passed away two years ago. Yeah. Okay, yep. Left a, left a legacy, though, for sure. Yeah, he, he really left a big legacy for me and all my brothers and every siblings. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Timmy. Hello, uh, my name is Timothy uh, Kiragu, and um, my dad's Stephen Muchoki, um, if you haven't met him. And we come from Kenya, um, like, a long time ago, um, and he's been part of the church, he's been part of the youth ministry growing up, um, he's been serving very faithfully, and, you know, I'm, I'm so glad to have um, a role model like him, and many more who were like him along the way as well. <laughs> That's awesome. So, thank, thank you. Renette. My name's Renette. I'm from South Africa. And um, my dad was a minister. And I was very privileged to be brought up in the house of the Lord and for the legacy that my dad have left for us. That's awesome. So I want us to, um, I want you to tell me a little bit about how your father's faith, faith influenced your own spiritual journey. So we'll start over there with Stacy. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Pastor Ed. Um, so, Dad, um, Dad's father passed away uh, when he was very young. So, Dad's only ever known um, to model um, being a father in God's way. So, we've grown um, up our whole lives with Dad's generosity, um, Dad's forgiveness, and that's all we've ever known. And so, Mum and Dad, I do want to call out this. So it is Father's Day, um, but who stands behind um, Dad is a also very, very faithful mother. And together, um, we have been blessed as uh, children. So there's four in our family. Um, my eldest brother, Gavin, is here today, myself and my younger sister, and my other brother, Ryan, whilst he's not here at this church, he is at another church. And I think that's really testament to Dad's um, commitment to this church and also to God, is that we're all still um, in church to this very day. 
That's awesome. That's so good, too. Yeah, for me, my dad, my dad, at the young age, my dad wasn't, wasn't a Christian, but he, he knew God. But as, as, as I grew old, older, he started to become more strong in his faith. But one thing that really, that I know, know about my dad is that my dad always, always not what his fate was. Like he always stand on it, even though how far he like drift away, he always know. And he, it's funny because like, I thought like when my dad drift away, I was like, oh yeah, he's not gonna be like more disciplined on me to follow my fate, but the discipline was even more stronger than. Wow. Yeah. And your dad was a policeman. <laughs> my dad was a, was a policeman. He was an army and he, he did all different sort of jobs. Yeah, back in the Solomon Islands. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, uh, my father, he, ever, you know, ever since I was born, I can't remember everything, but um, he, he has a hunger for God that is very, um, very much growing the more he spends time with God. And I think, you know, I, I modeled after that to go after God myself. Um, because I'm not going to share in his, you know, in his um, journey, but I have my own relationship with God. And, um, you know, I made a decision to be able to follow God um, when I was about 16 years old. Yeah. And, um, yeah, from there, um, I've been on this journey as well myself. And it is good. <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Thanks. I think one of the greatest things, the influence of faith in our household was that um, my dad always put God first. Um, whenever anything ever comes up, it was always going back to the Word, going back into prayer to find out the answer because he believed that in any situation that will ever come up in life, God has already given the answer and he's always looked for the answer in the Word. I think um, you would all have memories of a time where maybe a cherished memory or something where your father demonstrated his faith and, and lived it out in front of you. So I'd love for you guys to just share uh, a memory. Whoever wants to go first, uh, go ahead. Thanks. I can go. Yeah. Um, so it's it, to cut the long story short, it's our journey from Kenya to come to well, we went first to New Zealand and then coming here as well. Um, so my dad um, had, you know, us, all of us believe and pray um, with faith that we'll be able to be granted the opportunity to come to such a beautiful country, you know, um, for education. And, um, you know, Lord knows that he was planning for as well uh, to grow us, you know, um, to grow us in, in a relationship with him. And um, I remember it was a fi five-year-long journey um, for us to be able to make it to the other side of the world. So, you know, when, when people were, like, um, doubting and, you know, laughing at him, uh, things like that that he told us way later um, in school, like um, doubting that he'll be able to make it and be able to pay for his fees and things like that, you know, he always sorted, um, sorted after God's um, heart first, and God provided um, for him and for us to be able to come over, 
um, you know, it's such a it's such a miracle. A lot of people probably don't recognize it, but yeah, it's it's a very difficult process to be able to come to a different country. <laughs> yeah, so it was really um, a tangible moment of Dad's faith. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so good. And we're so glad that you're here, Tim and Chalky and the whole family. It's like what a blessing to us. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> somebody else have a, a memory? I think for me it was. Um... You can cry. I said I would. I've got the privilege today of having my brother here with us. Wow. And um, he's older than me. When um, he was about 11, he got really sick with rhythmic fever and it went and sat in his heart. And the doctor said to my parents that he's not going to make it through that night. And um, back, in, back in those years, you weren't allowed to stay in the hospital. So dad will park the car in the car park, and he and mom will point to the window and declare that he will live and not die. And that went on, what was it, Johan, about three years on and off. In, he was more than a year in the hospital. And every time they phone and they say, or oh, they went to the hospital, and they said, to, he's not going to make it through the night, they will stay in the car on the bottom and proclaim that he will live and not die. And he's sitting there, a living witness that God <laughs> wants to bring. Come on. It's okay. That's awesome. Oh, man. Thank God for fathers and mothers, amen, of the faith. That is so good. Uh, anybody? Stacy? Yeah. Um, so I've got a couple of st uh, stories to share here, um, just in regards to demonstrating um, how important it is to have faith in healing. Mm. And... Um, and Dad, uh, all throughout our lives, has um, demonstrated that. So first and foremost, um, me and my sister were getting ready for, I think, kindergarten it may have been, and some of the, um, some of the specific details you'll have to ask Mum and Dad about, but the generic story goes. Um, we're in the car at the top of our driveway at our house at the time, and um, the driveway was steep, but it was short. And um, so Kelly, Mum and Dad had said... Go get in the um, go get in the car and wait for us. And I think Mum was at the on the phone at the time. Dad must have been having a shower because Dad also um, spent 40 years in the police force, and I believe he had returned from night shift. And anyway, so Kelly and I were in the car, and without the fine details, I took the handbrake off the vehicle. And so, um, but because I was a little bit older, I was able to open the door and jump out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and watch the car roll down the hill. And I'm not quite sure if Kelly may have tried to also do that, but anyway, um, Kelly was flung um, from the vehicle at, um, at the bottom and we lived in a cul-de-sac. Um, anyway, what happened was Kelly was flung from the vehicle and the vehicle rolled over Kelly three times um, before it came to a rest. So it was going at speed to go down the hill. Um, anyway, mum and dad... Um, Obviously, I was doing something to get their attention and screaming or whatever. Um, anyway, so Kelly laid um, on the road and when Dad got down there, um, he just screamed at her, like, stand up. Like, the faith was, stand up, you will be okay. Stand up, stand up, stand up. And she did. She stood up from being run over by a vehicle three times. And it was through his faith that um, allowed that to happen. Wow. Obviously, God, God was in that miracle, but it was through Dad's faith. 
Um, and secondly, I just want to share, and some of you may have heard this story a few times, um, but when my youngest daughter, who is sitting in the... Um, today, sitting here today, so she's six now, but um, at 10 months old, she was in uh, ICU um, with a respiratory infection, um, and it was getting pretty dire. She had to be sedated um, and have high-flow oxygen, and things weren't looking good. Anyway... Um, when mum and dad came up to the hospital and dad walked into the room and he started crying, I was like, oh, okay, this is really serious. When dad is moved to tears, I know that <laughs> this is serious. Anyway, um, dad called out to the church for prayer for Asha. And so when we were um, going through that journey, the doctors had said um, her worst day is going to be day three in this process. So I think we must have been the evening of day two and um, she'd been quite heavily sedated and um, they said, you go have a rest because she's not going to wake up for another four hours. And, um, and then within 10 minutes of me going to sleep, the nurses were waking me up again because her oxygen levels were dropping really low. Now, um, if anyone's had kids and respiratory issues, you don't want oxygen levels below 90. Um, and she was dropping below 85, which is they're intervening for life-saving measures at that time. So I, I was woken up and they said, the oxygen levels are dropping too low. We're concerned for her. So I went into the bathroom and just, just models, modelled Dad's faith. And um, in that time, I just said, Asha, you must wake up. Um, you'll be healed. Our father heals. And I can rely on him in this time. And honestly, I walked out of that bathroom. And within literally three minutes, Asha was screaming. Um, now, that for me was like a pivotal moment in my journey with God, just in regards to seeing dad's um, and mum's faith journey that I could now apply that as well and know that I could be um, the um, in, in between for Asher and fight for Asher. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, Asher, um, they said that Asher's worst day would be day three. That was the evening of day two, and she walked out of that hospital on day three. Oh, and so yeah, just, come on. Yeah, incredible. Woo! Incredible moment. Hallelujah. Um, but all testament to what we grew up um, with as um, watching Dad apply that faith. That's awesome. Thank God for fathers, yes. Junior. Yeah, uh, I haven't told anyone really, not even my own mom about this, but... Yeah, uh, one of the reasons that uh, I've <laughs> I love to worship lead was because of my dad. I, I, my dad bought my first ever guitar. I was not a really good guitar player back then, and yeah, my dad. But he bought a first one, and then he went to the shop like a couple of weeks later and bought another one because I didn't like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> it was at this moment where my my dad had his had his own business, and he was like stressed with all this like workers and there was no employees and he came back home and then I was playing on my guitar and then he was sitting next to me and then he's like, can I, can I play? And then like, that's when I, I never knew that my dad could play guitar. Like I knew my uncle, some of them, they know how to play. Like my dad, I didn't know, but he grabbed the guitar and I know he was stressed and he played play this song and back in the islands it's such a like a powerful song but in the chorus of the song it says Jesus my hope is in you Lord nobody else can carry me through but only you and it's like Jesus my hope is in you oh my Lord oh Jesus and I was just sitting there and I was like wow 
Like, I want to, like, <clears throat> I knew he was stressed going through all that, but he still comes back to seeing Jesus, my hope is in you. And I really cherished that moment. And ever since then, like, I was like, I want to be leading. I want to, like, sing, worship God, not because of, like, the struggles of stuff, but it's because, like, God is our hope and is our way. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Wow. That's awesome. I'd like you guys to share uh, in what ways has your father's faith and legacy that he passed on influenced you in your personal or perhaps your career choices, professional choices? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, my dad, one of the things that really impacted me in my choices and stuff is that my dad, he was a very patient man with his job. Like, he always said to me and my brother, because my brother, he's, he's, he's that type of person who goes into a job, wants a promotion at the same day. <laughs> and he's like, I have, I have lots of brothers. I, have, uh, I can't tell, I have to count them, but... His, his name is John, and me, and me and John, we were sitting, and John just became a truck driver. But he, want a, uh, he wants a promotion, like he wants a pay rise. And then my dad, my dad said, he's like, in, in, he, said uh, he said something like this. He said, like, it's God's timing. Just be patient in what you have. And wow. I really took that into my faith as well. Like, be patient. Like, your time will come. Like, your time will come when, when this is the right time. Wow. And I know, like, sometimes when we became a full-on Christian, we want to just go full-on, like, want to have all that gifts, everything. But it reminds me of what my dad said. Be patient in your faith as well. Like, be patient in your faith. Like, the time when you're going to... Speaking tongues is going to come. The time when you're going to proclaim it's going to come. Like, you just have to be patient and be faithful. And that's what my dad said to my brother. And then, like, my brother was complaining as soon as my dad said that. My brother's just quiet and it's like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just sitting there. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's one thing that really, really stood with me, with, like, my job and everything. And through that, I see, really, like, see God has a time for everything. And at the right time, the right promotion will come at the right time. God will provide right things and yeah as an encouragement to every one of you as well that's awesome anybody getting anything out of this man like this is amazing stuff somebody else um well my dad's um passion is uh, for people and you know it's evident like you know he's told me that ever since he was in the youth stage he used to serve um as part of the youth you know um he used to give back as being part of it, um, like in the leadership position. It's not because he thought the title was cool. It's just wanting um, to serve and give back. And that, to me, has influenced like, the way I, um, I've grown up in, in my walk. I've served in the youth. You know, I serve um, any opportunity that I get at church. I serve at dinner parties. Um, and because, you know, I love people, same as my father, how he's modeled that, um, together with my mom, they've modeled that so beautifully that, you know, I, I, that's just the way that I'm, I'm pulled towards 
to, to be able to serve people. So, yeah, it's been really amazing. And I'm a support worker as well, so I give to people <laughs> back in the community who, you know, probably don't have as much um, capability and whatnot. So it's really good. Yeah. That's legacy, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's legacy. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Stacey? Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Dad um, spent, um, committed his life to the community through um, the police force. Um, and what that m demonstrated to us as children um, was commitment. Like, Dad obviously was on rosters and um, doing everything always really good. But in addition to that, um, Dad coached netball teams. Um, my netball team, we were undefeated throughout our history. Um, <laughs> and um, he coached brothers' football teams. Um, but he was also very active in the church, um, oh, always right. serving in the church. So we talk about how life busy, how busy life is. Um, Mum and Dad really, really lived a busy life with all of their commitments. And um, as a result, Pastor Ed shared the scripture earlier around um, starting your children off in the way that they should go and they will never depart. Um, through that, Mum and Dad have always um, been committed to the church, have brought us to church every Sunday um, when... Um, it became our decision when we we're old enough to drive, etc. We could, we we stayed committed to that. You know, we we all had our ways. My older brothers um, and myself, we journeyed into the world for a little bit. Um, it was fun for so much, but then you've got to come back to God, and um, and that it really is the only way. Um, now, as a result of that, um, there has been blessing upon blessing within our family. We um, I um. Oh, sorry, I'll start with my eldest brother. So my eldest brother is a construction manager and has all the associated qualifications um, within his field. Um, my next brother owns a construction company with his wife, which is absolutely thriving. Um, I myself am a CPA-qualified accountant, have moved into the project management field, have the certifications associated with that. Um, my younger sister is a lawyer and a teacher and a social worker, and she's been to Bible study. She's done every study um, there is possible <laughs> and, <laughs> and is thriving in her, um, in her workplace. Um, each of our um, husbands and wives um, are also doing the same things. My husband's a carpenter. Um, my brother's wife is in the um, Commonwealth Bank and my sister's soon-to-be husband, um, proclaiming that, um, owns his own manufacturing company. And honestly, I believe all of that success is attributed to the commitment that my parents, the seeds that they've sown, um, the faith that they've had, the prayers that they've had over us. And um, one thing that sticks with me is Dad's always said... Um, if you can't go, send your dough. And I'm sure you've all heard that before. And um, it just stirred up in me that I didn't necessarily have the um, gifting on my life to be a missionary or be pastorate and stand up on the stage. Um, but what I did have um, was an intelligent brain um, in regards to the studies that I could do and the income that I could generate as a result of that so that I could send the dough and others can go. <laughs> That's awesome, isn't it? That's so good. Thank you, Stacey. Well, we um, were brought up, and when the church doors were open, most of the time we actually opened them. Um, <laughs> you were there. Um, committed to the work of the Lord because God is good, and he knows how to look after his own. You know, do everything what you do as unto the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, let's face it, in today's world, your employer can't always pay you what you worth. 
because he doesn't or she doesn't have it either. You know, there's so many people that just want, 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 want. But if you trust the Lord and you work for your company as unto the Lord, mm. then God will bless you. You know, and give. Be a giver. You, they used to say, mom and dad both used to say, you can never outgive God. You know, and um, we've never gone hungry. We've always had clothes to wear. Um, I think I was about 19 or 20 when somebody told me we actually poor. And I'm like, no. My mom and dad wanted us. They loved us. And, um, you know, we never went without. And dad, <laughs> dad always used to say, if you're not 15 minutes before the time there, you're late. Now, one of my siblings, I haven't got onto that. I won't mention a name because obviously we're in the same building. Um, but um, that's something that stuck with me. I'm always early for work. Um, I'm normally early for church because it's not only God's time but other people's time. Time is the only thing that you can't regenerate again. And if you respect yourself and you respect the people, you'll be on time. So, um, yeah, that was something else that he used to say that stuck with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Guys can clap, you know. I think this is all good. I'm, I'd clap, but I got, you know, my hands full with this. Uh, there's always specific teachings or perhaps um, scriptures that, you know, maybe your father referenced that have really stuck with you. And uh, maybe you could share something like that. Somebody want to share a favorite scripture or reference? Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I know like um, on that long journey um, for five years, he used to just, you know, call me when I'm uh, in school, um, and then he would just hand over the phone to me, and we would have a chat, you know, how he's going over in New Zealand. And even before he left, there was just this one scripture that he always used to quote, and it's in Matthew 7, 7. And it was, um, ask and you will receive, you know, knock and the door shall be open, seek and you will find. And that has kind of been what's shaped me and in, in a way that um, people always call me relaxed. People always call me like very <laughs> relaxed. I just like probably don't rush to things and... Um, <laughs> you know, We've some noticed. people. We've yeah. <laughs> um, but as well, I, I do think there's there's a good in it where um, I think I do have the moment to uh, to ask. You know, I've noticed like um, you know when I'm lacking in in courage or in strength and things like that and provision. You know, I, I have this innate desire to just gr uh, gravitate towards that, and not only for me but for other people as well. You know. Um, if someone doesn't have, ask. He will provide. And if someone doesn't, you know, you know, um, have anything else, you know, you seek and you knock the door, and and God will respond to that. Yeah. You know, He's true to His word, and that's something my dad has definitely um, taught us, me and me and my brother, and um, you know, I, I live by that. Yeah. That's awesome, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody else. Uh, for me, my dad didn't uh, tell me any scriptures, but I see it through his, his ways, his teaching. My, if, you, if you know my dad, my dad, he's a giver. 
And it's a good thing and it's a bad thing sometimes. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, if my mom's here and my mom will tell you, my dad, whenever he gets paid, he gives his money and sometimes there's only going to be like $5 in his bank. <laughs> honestly. Like he will give to my brothers, the neighbors, the whole community. He will give money out. And then my mom's like, are we going to have any food? Because yeah. <laughs> my dad, he'll have... <laughs> He loves to give, wow. and he, he gives, he gives, he gives, whatever he has, he always gives, and he's not always that type of person who wants more, but he, he likes to see other people having more, and he likes to help, and he always gives. I remember this one time, my dad got paid, and I was, I knew I would get money. I was like, yep, I'm going to wait. My dad's getting paid today. I'm going <laughs> to get, get some money, and then <clears throat> he, he, as he was there, he has, he have this book. And in this book is like all the names of people that he will give money to. Wow. And I, I pick up the book and I look and I saw my brother's name and Ev, Ev, or my sister's name. And then on the side, I saw like my auntie's and my uncle's name. And then I saw my neighbor's name. And then I asked my dad, I'm like, uh, we, uh, who, why are we giving money to the neighbors? <laughs> and then my dad's like, oh, it's just, it's just giving, like, like, we just have to, like, bless, bless other people as well. Like, the more we give, the more we get blessed. And, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I was like, I didn't understand it back then because I was a little kid. All, all I understand was, like, that money is supposed to be ours, just our family, <laughs> not the neighbors. <laughs> but, yeah, my dad, he, he was never that person that always wants to, like, keep all the money to himself, but he always give and give. And sometimes when my mom gets paid, he gets my mom's pay as well and give it to all the neighbors as well. <laughs> and then my mom would get, get mad. It's like, we have this money for these kids. For them. And it's like, don't worry. Just, just give. And wow. yeah, that's one thing that really teach me as well is like giving is... Was your name on the list? <clears throat> my name was on the list as well. Okay, it has to good. be on the list. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was my dad's favorite. Yeah, yeah. I can tell. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Stacey? Stacey? Yeah. Um, so, Dad, um, the scripture that um, came to my mind was um, 2 Timothy 1, 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And the reason why um, that scripture stood out to me specifically was um, Dad has not just been a father to um, us four kids, but he is a father to so many um, the amount of friends that I have um, that are like, your dad has been everything to us. Um, when they've had troubles, um, one of my very close friends, her um, dad passed away and she was having troubles with her siblings around um, the, uh, the, the estate. Thank you, Kelly. Um, and so um, <laughs> Tia, yeah, the lawyer came out then. Um, so Tia came to um, dad to didn't go to lawyers, he, she came to dad um, to seek out those answers and what she needed to do in that instance. Um, whenever there's um, sickness in any of our um, friends or anything, they, they come to us um, because they know that Jesus lives 
in us. Um, I had a friend from uh, work the other day contact me. Um, unfortunately, um, she's been diagnosed with um, a form of cancer. She had to go through treatment. Um, and she's like, I remember the conversation that we had one day when we went to a um, project conference and we're driving home and you shared with me that you're still in, you do kids church. And, you know, I, I had, um, I grew up in church, but I'm not in church anymore. I need you to reach out to your prayer network and um, pray for me, is what she called me for. Um, wow. And so, um, you know, mum and dad have that everywhere they go. Um, they've got people out there reaching out to them, um, saying, we're in, these, um, we're in these times, we need your prayer. And, um, and the scripture that is continually to provided to us, um, and from mum and dad, you know, whenever I say, hey, friends going through these issues, um, that is the scripture that has continued to, you know, reign true in all of our lives. That's awesome. That is so good, eh? Awesome. Thanks for that. My dad always used to say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. With our God, you know, the psalmist is with our God, we can face an army. With our God, we can jump over the wall. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Do unto others as you want others to do unto. I mean, you know, we can basically go through the whole <laughs> through the whole Bible. Um, but the thing that stood out for me was that he lived it. He didn't. He wasn't a Sunday Christian and a, you know, rest of the week somebody else. Um, he really lived what he believed. And I remember um, just before he passed away one day, he um, he said to me. Um, you know, I came to realize that a lot of things that I have believed for many, many years actually wasn't 100% correct. Wow. And I want to apologize for um, the things that I, the way that I understood it then was how I believed it was. But I've realized that, you know, as he was growing in his walk with God, he realized that things weren't 100% correct and he was willing to correct it. And I think it really takes a big man to do that. And um, he, he was willing to do that, and that really stood out for me as well. Wow. You know, part of what we're, uh, our goal for this morning is to encourage, not to beat up on fathers who maybe didn't do a great job. We could, you know, and, and again, I, I don't want us listening to, um, you know, these incredible testimonies of fathers that left legacy, but, but not legends. It's not, again, us living up to their legend. It's about the legacy that they left in their children. And for Renette's dad to admit it, to come back, apologize, and say, hey, I didn't get it right. Uh, I've had to do that. I, it was one of probably one of the best moments in our relationship between me and Mitch when I said, hey, sorry. I'm really sorry for uh, you know, one particular time that I didn't make his life the best. I got it wrong. And he hugged me and he said, I understand, Dad, and, and I forgive you. And uh, I think that's all it takes, guys, is, is for us to just be real, be human. A person of faith is not a perfect person. They're not a legend. Uh, we make people legends. But legacy is more than that. And legacy is a course that we're on. We can change our course. If you're here this morning, you think, gee, you know, I've really missed it. I'm nothing like these fathers that, that we're hearing about. Well, you can do something about it. You're breathing. Your heart's still beating. 
you're in church. Congratulations. You're listening to, you know, these incredible uh, testimonies. But let them inspire you. Let them be a wake-up call, perhaps, to change your course, to say, God, I'm sorry, help me. And, um, and help me to be real with my children, if I can, and to, to apologize. And uh, every one of these testimonies is so powerful. I, I'm getting so encouraged by all of this. And I hope that, that you are, too. There's a, um, just a, a few more minutes, a few more discussion questions. But there's a trade-off between commitment, church life, serving on teams, uh, you know, giving everything that we do. Um, when we do one thing, it means we've got less time or whatever it is for doing something else. And I just want to want to say, how did your father balance the commitments that uh, his faith uh, between his faith and his family? Because uh, I feel one of the worst things is I uh, never saw dad. He was always, you know, perhaps at the church or perhaps doing that. Never home. That's kind of. Uh, one of the saddest testimonies for pastors, dad was never there. Uh, I believe there is a balance there. Uh, and you can be 100% for both. How, anybody have uh, anything to share on, on, on that balance? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I know dad was very committed to, you know, serving the church whenever the, you know, um, the pastor back um, in Kenya would even asked him to serve on a Sunday, like, you know, to, to preach or, you know, prepare a sermon or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, dad, dad would, do, would do just that. And, you know, he, he had some, you know, somehow he still had time to be able to um, be with his family. Mm. Um, and if he, even time with, with uh, work, um, you know, uh, I don't know how he, I don't know how he did it, but um, you know he, he really pulled through and he set time. I think he organized himself to be able to set time to do things. You know, not every day was probably the same, but um, he he first served you know God and then his family, and then he would go to work, and he had he had that um, uh, routine set from. Day dot from where I can remember. Um, so, yeah, that's all. That's good. I can man. remember that's from so that. So good. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Somebody else, quickly, Stacy. Yeah, I can go. Um, so, yeah, mum and dad have been very active uh, in the church um, since all of time. Um, and what I would say, um, they both had jobs as well. Um, what I would say is they took us with us. They took us kids with them everywhere that they went. So mum and dad did, mum and dad ran the kids church when we were growing up. So um, they weren't vacant because they were doing everything that we were doing. They were leading us um, in the kids church. And then, um, you know, as we grow older, um, they're involved in the church still. So even with um, jobs, um, as we went to school, they were working. Um, as we were, you know, um, in kids' church, they were there. So I think that's um, how mum and dad worked through and navigated through not being yeah, away, wow. is that we did it all together. Yeah, oh, that's, that's gold. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think my testimony is very similar to that. Mum and dad always used to take us everywhere. Now, we grew up years ago in the 60s and 70s, and um, it was, you know, they used to say the pastor is everything but the bottle washer. And um, I think they still do that, don't they, sir? A little bit. 
um, he used to go um, and visit everybody um, in the church all the time. Um, but he always used to make sure that he was home at lunchtime. When we get home from school, he will be there to have lunch with us. And um, we'll have conversations about life um, around the table um, while we do the dishes or whatever. He will be there um, talking to us. He was always present when he was with you. He was present with you. Mm. And um, he always made sure that we went away for holidays so that um, you know we could spend the time together um, outside of the normal um, life things that's been expected of Pastor and his family. We get everybody? You've got some. Yeah, my, my dad, he was a very uh, committed man at his workplace as well. But one thing that I find from my dad is that all the jobs and every like I know every father's out here as well, like the jobs that you do is you're not doing it because of you, but you're doing it because of family to provide. And I find with my dad, he would never, uh, never sit quiet and not provide. Like he was always out in his job, but when he comes back home from his job, he's always present. Like he's always present. Like whenever he comes back for dinner or comes back at home, you hardly hear him talks about his job or anything. Yeah, like wow. I remember times where I come back from church, you church, and then he'll ask me like, "Oh, how was church? How was you?" And like I never. This is one thing I never ask my dad how his day was. Never, I, I never, and it's one thing that I, I regret. But he always asks me like, "How are you? How is your day?" Whenever I'm at home, or when he picks me up from school, he's always present in that moment, and yeah, wow. that's one thing that I find that it's like how he balances his family and stuff. Is that when he's at his shop, he always do it for his family. But when he comes back home, he's always present with all my brothers and everyone. Like he never come to me and said, oh, you know what I did at job today? It was like, no, nah, it's all about, all about us. Wow. Hey, did you guys get anything out of this? Yeah. Why don't we give these guys a hand clap? I'd like all of us to pray this prayer together. And if you haven't asked Jesus Christ into your heart, I'd like you to do that right now. And we're also going to uh, ask our dads to just to pray this prayer. Say, dear God, forgive me. For every time that I've strayed off the course, Jesus, you are my Savior, not my condemner. Save me now from everything that would try to stop me. Devil, nothing can stop me because Jesus is in me. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.